This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest, best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Lime Podcast. Okay, I'm so excited to be here with you, Candice. Thank you for coming on. I have to tell people like the story of how we met first and foremost. This was like early lemon days. I was opening our, our second location in Lafayette. I don't know if you remember this. And I like randomly reached out. And I was like, yep. so I'm having a press party for my new location. Will you come? And I totally figured you wouldn't come because I was like, she's an hour away, like Sacramento area. And why would she want to come all the way here? And you totally said, yes, you came with a friend. And first off, like I've done a lot of work with lemon with influencers. And sometimes when you meet them in person, they're very different than they are on Instagram, which we know like Instagram is like so fake. But you came and you were like exactly who you are on Instagram and you were so sweet and you were so fun and you were just taking pictures and just your energy was just so high. So I like instantly loved you just so you know. And this was early 2019. I know. Crazy, right? No. A lot has happened since then, obviously. (laughs) So crazy. Time work. Yeah. But anyway, so I wanted, I wanted everyone to know like the backstory and just how like real you are in real life. It's not like an Instagram facade that sometimes, you know, sometimes we see, and I kind of get it. Like I'm pretty bubbly on like the lemon Instagram and stuff. And sometimes I'm like, if someone sees me in real life, like I like, don't talk, (laughs) they're going to be like, He's mean, but I really, I'm just not as talkative unless I'm like on, you know, You know, I mean, Instagram has turned into now not really, I mean, it's still fun. It can be, but I think Instagram has turned into like kind of an online mobile. Yeah. I think it's more, especially now since COVID, like at least before, like when you and I met, it was a little bit more like fun and wishy-washy and there was like a little bit of Mm -hmm. collabs, a little bit of like just getting like free stuff. I feel like now it's like people want to get paid. They don't want a percentage. Like it's like hardcore business and yeah, it's like a whole different world. Okay. okay, Hold on. Let's back up and tell us like your background, where are you from and all that? Cause I don't even know the story. Where am I from? I'm kind of from all over. (laughs) Um, my mom was a single mom. She had three kids and we, we grew up kind of just all over Southern California. We were just, a, you know, kids of a single mom. So we were really, really poor. Didn't really like do much. We just didn't have a lot of opportunities as kids. So we kind of uh, did our own thing. Um, my mom ended up meeting uh, a really great man and uh, just kind of set me and my siblings off on a really good course. Um, since my mom had to work so much. So being a child of a single mom, I had like a really strong entrepreneurial mindset for myself, but I grew up in a cult. 
So that oh. was really difficult for me. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't know this. Okay. What? Yes, I, I grew up. I, well, <laughs> I know people trip out, and I don't really talk about all this stuff online. Like, there's a lot of stuff people don't really know anything about me at all online. So I, I I'm a pretty private person, but. I own open book too. So like you ask me questions, I'll tell you, but I won't like volunteer the information. But yeah, I grew up in a cult. I was married when I was 17. So I got married to one of these young boys um, in uh, the church. And I'm so grateful I did it because I was the oldest of nine kids. So I really wasn't going to have any opportunity in my life. And not that I married him for that, but we really did love each other. He was a good support for me. And him and his family just really helped me develop skills that you lose when you're in a cult. The thing is, is when you're in a cult, they try to keep your mindset very low and you just really can't develop intellectually as a person, philosophically either. So marrying this young man who was just really an awesome person ended up not working out because I wanted to leave the church. And um, yeah, I just kind of, one day packed my stuff up and I left and I roamed around the United States by myself for like nine months and took some odd jobs randomly at bars um, just to make some money. And I started developing, uh, I was a hairstylist, so I was a hairstylist for like 10 years. And I started working with just random hairstylists in New York City and Washington, D.C. And um, I moved back home to California when I was 24 and I got a quick little job on the side and started developing just my, my personality. You don't really have one in the cold. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of, I also just me. think like when you're young, you're developing that anyways, and then Absolutely. you probably add in what you went through. Yeah, that's so interesting. Can you give us details? Yes. The first thing I think yeah. of is Scientology. <laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. So okay. I know people would probably that if you're in it or if you've come from it, you would think otherwise. But like the true definition of cult and religion are, are the same thing. Interesting. So if you look up the yeah. definition of the two, they're the same. It just it just depends. I truly define the difference between a religion and a cult. One allows you to develop your mindset and one doesn't. Mm -hmm. And the one I was in, you were just pumped constantly with propaganda from the church. And when I got married, um, that's when I realized I was a free spirit. Yeah. Because I was a game player. I was willing to game play in the church because in my mind, um, knowing the right people was more important than making money and just being a good per- overall person to me that that added so much more to my life I always felt like opportunities just flowed for me all the time because because you're open to it my, yeah yes like you I wasn't in constantly like, manifesting it and yeah. I wasn't worried about not having it I wasn't worried about money. I just figured it would just kind of always fall in my lap. I had this one story where I had $5 in my pocket and I'm, I'm, I had just gotten a full on divorce. I'm living in this apartment with no stuff. I think mm-hmm. I have like a chair from Ikea that I had in the quarter that I yeah. slept in. And, um, I just, I figured it out. Yeah. 
I literally just figured it out and I, I had five bucks in my wallet and I was like, I can go and do this opportunity, which was like an opportunity to work for a clothing line for Ron John surf shop. I don't know if you've ever mm. heard of Ron no. John surf shop. It was just this huge warehouse workshop in, in Southern California. And if you're from there, you probably remember it. Um, I worked there, um, just for a little extra cash. So I was like, should I go there with my $5? Cause it was an hour away to drive. Or should I get this $5 pizza? Cause I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I had no gas in my car. And so I was like, what do I do? I ended up buying the pizza and I just went there anyways to my job on fumes and I somehow made it. Yeah. And I, was just forever grateful. And that moment for me, I realized I could do whatever I want because it yeah. was a mindset thing for yeah. me. And I knew that if I could, if I wanted to do something, it would, it was just possible, whatever, yeah. whatever I wanted. And then I ended up meeting my husband, um, like nine months later, mm -hmm. random, super weird story, super funny how it worked out. But yeah, we just, we ended up meeting and, um, I got pregnant pretty quickly after we met. So yeah, that story just took off from there. And it just never stopped. It's just been crazy ever since. But And then yeah. now you have four kids. Yeah. And you, you were in Sacramento area, though. How did you end up from L.A. to Sac? Uh, well, Ryan, my husband was a um, – he worked for a pool manufacturing company. Um mm -hmm in LA and we moved there from Newport beach and it was a huge culture shock for us. Cause you yeah. know, we, orange County and LA are very different to us. It is. And yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, just huge. And I, I'm not even I, from Southern California. Yeah. It's just traffic wise. It's just really different too. And when we were in Newport beach, um, you know, you're just on the coast. So you really don't have to go far. You don't have to go inland very much. Yeah. But when you're in LA and he traveled for work, you know, so he was all over LA. So we lived there for a little bit. Um, and then I got pregnant with my daughter while we were there. And then he ended up being with that job for like five years. And so they just kind of naturally moved him up as a regional manager. And they said that the job was in Northern California, which we were kind of get out of that area. Yeah. Just, and, but I had already built a pretty successful uh, photography business down mm -hmm. south mm -hmm. so it was a big transition for me honestly so how did you get into photography because for people that don't yeah. know after this podcast you guys all have to go find her <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> or wherever because your photography is stunning you, you your style of photography is so unique you show so much emotion and it feels very raw and I've never seen anyone be able to capture it the way you do. So how did you get started? And then that style, I would think, took time to get, I don't know, or was that always your style? No, it wasn't actually always my style. I started when right when my daughter was born. She was probably a month old. My husband had got me a camera for Christmas, like a lot of moms. This mm -hmm. happens. Um, I had a photographer that was supposed to take photos of my birth, but she never showed up. And when I text her, she said why don't you just do it yourself? And I could have taken that as a snide, but then it was almost like, yeah, she's right. Why don't I do this? And I had a really good friend at the time that I had met on cafe mom when I had my first. Okay. And she had started her own photography business and had her own studio space. And I was just so inspired 
by her, um, her like tenacity to just do it. Like I was just like, wow, she really did it. And I have never been around women that really just took risk like that. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't even sound like a big risk to me, I was, I was trained to be a housewife. Yeah. I didn't know these possibilities were there for me. I was a hairstylist, but like, I was always just going to be a hairstylist in somebody's lawn. Mm-hmm. I really didn't have the grasp in my mind. I could be bigger. So when she said that to me, it was like, I had this huge epiphany. And so I got a camera. I asked my friend if she could just be as be kind and just kind of show me a couple like things to get me started. And she's like, go on, um, uh, click and moms. And that's what it was called back in the day. It's click mm-hmm. now, but um, she's like, go on there. There's a huge forum full of information. And so I did. And then I jumped right into their classes. Like they had four week courses. Okay. So I jumped into their one-on-one class just so I can kind of get used to my camera. But then I realized quickly after that, I just wanted to know some basics of how to use my camera. Cause I wasn't interested in technicality. I was interested in like just expressing myself. Mm-hmm. So I jumped into a 401 class right after that. And that just like set me on fire. I just, I was good at it. I didn't even know I was good at it. I just kind of, it was like, you just have like an eye for it. And I didn't know I had, I was just doing it for fun. And I started winning all the contests and I just, I think it was just because I was willing to be creative and be different. I didn't have a style at first. I just was super curious. Yeah. Like I would, I said, I had my husband completely gut our garage and turn it into a studio space so I could just be creative. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just, I started instead of like coming up with my own ideas, I would go into the forum and I would watch the contest and I would just enter all the contests because the contest gave me direction. Interesting. And this was how long ago when you started? I started in 2013. Okay. Yeah. So decade. Yeah. Amazing. And here you yeah. are like such a, I mean, just seems like you're such a pro, like, e- like even well, when I started following you like five years ago, I was like, wow, like this is amazing. It's really just, I know this is cliche and everybody says it all the time, but I was so obsessed with it. The consistency for me was I had a camera on my shoulder all the time. I never yeah. not had it on my shoulder. And I can't, you can't really teach that. The thing is, is you just have to love it that much. That's why I always tell everybody, don't worry about it. You being a great photographer. What is it about art that you love to do? Because if you're not obsessed with it, then you're just like almost everybody else that does it. I see so many photographers that are the same. And the reason why they're the same is because they're not doing it for the art. They're doing it for the money. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, I, I I love purchasing things or being a part of someone's creative space when it's something they're just purely obsessed with. Yeah. It's you can tell. You can, so vibe. I guess my like first thought when I see your work is how do you get people to loosen up, to take these beautiful, you could even say a little sexy, emotional driven, raw photography 
where like, I know when I get in front of the camera, I'm so awkward. I'm like giggling. I'm like, what, where do I put my hand? Like, what do I do? Do I look yeah. stupid? You know, like how, like there's so much psychology behind it. Like, how do you get people to do it? <laughs> I think for me is I come with a very calming energy when I come into it. I just look at them like, Hey, this is going to be no sweat off your back. You don't have to do anything. Just follow my lead. Just mm-hmm. do do what I say. And I think that this that disarms people a little bit. So yeah. I'm thinking that they have to go into this being something they're not. And the truth of the matter is, is I watch their natural habits. And then what I do is if they do something, I just have them stop or I have them replay something so I can catch it. So it's not always about, because people ask me all the time, how do you teach posing? How do you do this? And it's like, posing, it's more direction. Mm -hmm. It's like being a director in a movie or, you know, you're directing a movie. It's very similar to that. Um, And I think for me as a kid, I was really into looking at Vogue magazines and I really loved romance movies. So I really try to add romance into all of my work whether it's self-portraits or if it's client work or if it's even um, like collapse. Yeah. That's just my style. I live my life that way. Mm-hmm. You know? So it shows because it just shows yeah. that you're just so much more real than what we're seeing like over and over and over again on Instagram. The other thing I right. find interesting when I started following you, you were growing, like you were getting tons of followers, thousands right. and thousands of followers um, you were selling the hair products. What was that company called again? Money. Yeah, it's all natural. You were doing your photography. You were talking a lot about health and wellness. Just yeah. not even just like eating organic, but like all the things you would talk about, like what supplements you take and what books you're reading. And you were like super into it. I think you still are, of course. But I just remember that's what captured me. I was like, oh, her photography's stunning. But like, who is this person? Because you also just to be like, Frank, like you have an amazing body. And I just remember being like, okay, what is she eating? And what is she doing? I need to follow because she's a mom like me. And I'm like, I, I want to learn all the things that she's doing. So how, okay, let's back up. How did you get into the hair stuff? I know now I know you said your hairstylist, but I didn't know that before. (laughs) Do you actually still like the products? Is it a pyramid scheme? That's always like the question when it comes to these companies. I think life is a pyramid scheme, if I'm being completely honest. So yeah, I love that. (laughs) It's probably Um, true. Yeah, I think it, I just, I'm a, I'm a fisher for opportunity. So if something feels right to me and it's something that comes natural to me, money was something that came very natural to me because I was already using it. And I really did. I still do love it. I still use it. I don't use it consistently. I'll go like three months on, three months off because mm-hmm. that's just normally what I do. But um, yeah, I just, I, 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 it was easy for me. I wasn't even expecting to make money, girl. I was doing it just to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. wanted, and then I got my first check and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So, and I was already yeah. really burnt out from photography because I didn't have any boundaries. And I was a people pleaser, you know, and that's the truth. And it wasn't, I was a people pleaser because I wanted everybody to like me. I just love the energy of giving back. And, but what was happening is I was getting so much that I was, I had an empty cup mm-hmm. with the, 
be so and and the high high expectation because I had a really high um, price point so the it just got so much pressure to be yeah. good and different all the time that I was like I'm not on point all the time and I'm yeah. sick and tired of trying to hold me on this pedestal right here I, I, this isn't me I'm a real person I fuck up a lot and I mean yeah so I ended up getting into the hair stuff just because I was really bored yeah. And I had just kind of gave myself a haircut and I was like, this is a great opportunity for me to kind of show the growth aspect of it. If it works. And I never denied whether it worked or not. I just was like, I like it. Yeah. So. Well, and it's but all natural, like, non-toxic, which obviously right. is big for you. Which is huge for which me. Is big yeah. for me too. Yeah. And I think, and, I, it, I, and especially back then, like there wasn't that many products that were clean. Yeah. I think there's so much more now, but even now it's like, is it clean and does it work? Like, yeah. Well, because what happens is when, this, uh, when they catch on that people are looking for a certain type of clean product, what they do is they just change the verbiage of it and, uh, make it seem like it's clean because they omit words. It's right. Just or they remove like yeah. the one thing that's toxic and you're like, sweet. <laughs> there's like a hundred yeah, more. Like, yeah. <laughs> So, so do you, definitely. okay. So I know that there was a lot back then debate that people were coming out saying that their hair was falling out and all mm -hmm. these things that did that. Did you ever see that with any of your clients or with your friends or family? I never had any of that issue. Yeah. I mean, I you have stunning hair. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, here's the thing. Shampoo is just going to help the process, but in the end, Shampoo is not going to keep your hair growing. Yeah. It's the internal health. So that's why I ended up getting really into health because I felt like the two together were such a huge thing. And then I actually, I was really, really sick 10 years ago, right? When I got into photography, I had Crohn's disease. So mm -hmm. I was told by the doctors that I would have to take medication for the rest of my life. And I am just a rebel by nature. And I was like, yeah. And <laughs> I no, was like, I know. Yeah. Yeah, that's not me and that's not my story and you're not going to put that on me. So I ended up, I had already been raised around a pretty holistic mother. She, um, you know, taught me to look for alternatives and stuff. So um, she just pointed me in the right direction and I started working with frequencies, uh, canceling out uh, any type of illnesses and all that stuff. So anyways, I got into that. And I started doing research and I realized quickly that I was obsessed. I couldn't get enough of learning about why I was dealing with this, dealing with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I just started taking all this information in, but it wasn't until like COVID happened where all these epiphanies started connecting all these things that I started learning. So I was able to start helping people um, with frequency healing, sound healing. And then I started helping women get pregnant. Mm, yeah. We couldn't get pregnant and and I just people think it was easy for me to get pregnant the truth of the matter is I'm just a very health-minded person especially reproductive for women because if our reproductive systems don't work the rest of our bodies doesn't work yeah and I just kind of fell in love with it just like like I did with photography I kind of yeah. just follow my passion I don't really totally. like I have my passion for photography will be forever but I'm not opposed to putting it to the side 
yeah. so I can learn. You don't things. feel like you're pigeonholed to being like one thing. Like I'm a photographer. I'm a, yeah. yeah. Which That's I love. People it's- ask me what I am. I'm like, what do I do? Like right now I'm in the middle of a search for yoga be, to do uh, be a yoga instructor. And I'm just like, I don't know. I do a lot of things. Yeah. You just follow your gut. I will say like, I'm like you though, the more I go down the rabbit hole of health, the more you get obsessed because you're like, wow, like how do people not know these things? Or why is our medical system so broken? It's actually really scary. I'm like you, I've had so many instances with my doctors just personally for my own health where they've said something and I've, I'm like you, I've like done my research I, I got a second opinion. I did whatever and been like, thank God I didn't listen to this person. I mean, one of the big ones for me was when we were ready to have kids, my gynecologist said that I needed to take some medication to help me ovulate because my periods were so spread out. And we got pregnant the first month without any medication. And I was like, thank God I didn't listen to her. I probably would have ended up with like triplets, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's the thing. So and it's like, like you know? they just go off of this very rigid thought of what a woman's cycle is supposed to be, what our health is supposed to be, et cetera. And none of that is true. And I, you know, back then didn't know that, but right. yeah, it's like, you kind of have that's to follow true. your gut and do your research. It's so scary. It's, okay. It's- so you got like into, okay. So into the hair stuff. You're doing your photography. You're talking about health and wellness on Instagram. You're growing your following. What made you go, I'm done with this Instagram. I'm starting a new one. See you guys later. I have never known anyone that I've followed on Instagram that has done that. Because usually the followers is like your bread and butter. That's how you make your money. That's how you're known. Like you work so hard to get those followers. So what made you go one day? I'm done. Like, and I don't even know how many followers you have today. I probably should have looked, but no, I do I started a whole new Instagram and yeah. you put that one aside, right? Like you don't even use the other one. I just, I didn't love who I was. Mm. I didn't love who I was becoming. And so one day I kind of just sat there and I said, look it, you can choose to be the same. There's nothing wrong with that. And I told myself that there's nothing wrong with it. Or you can just take a chance, a risk. And that risk would be losing that part of yourself and allowing another version of myself to emerge was really important for my development and my growth in my mind. Because what was happening was I kind of was feeling like this was cult. Mm. And because I have a cult background. Um, and then I started like see watching the signs. My- yeah. And like I said earlier, I had no boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I had so many people, I was just a yes woman. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do this. I'll do that. And I wasn't really asking myself if it was, if it was something I wanted to do. So I started watching myself, uh, sell my soul for something that wasn't worth it to me. So I had just gone on a trip with money that they had paid for. And, um, I came back pregnant and, I lost the baby like 10 weeks later and that kind of just confirmed it for me that I was not on a healthy path for myself. Interesting. And I am one of those women that is like, I absolutely love a remake story. Um, I love a Phoenix story. I, I, I love the idea of 
taking yourself down back to the bare minimum to watch yourself climb back up the ladder, you know? So that's so I just interesting. Want to Why not like reinvent yourself on that Instagram platform? Do you feel like you were getting a lot of hate from people? Well, I was, I'm a very vocal person about my belief system Yeah, and, uh, I wasn't doing it to hurt anyone. I was just doing it because I, being around the health world, Mm -hmm. I know a lot that people just weren't knowledgeable about. So what I was trying to do was trying to help people make a better decision and I just kind of decided I was going to use my platform to do it. And I maybe in some way I was martyring myself. Um, I wasn't trying to do that, but in the end it kind of just felt like that and people just didn't want to hear it. And in my mind, I was saying, look, if I lose people, then I lose people. I don't care. I'm being my authentic self. Would I have done that now today? Probably not because my belief system has changed a little bit with, I have grown so much because I have done a lot of self-development over the past few years um just to broaden my perspective and just learn from a lot of different viewpoints so I decided to feel like people were like oh you're you're being too like I think people just thought I was like a a Trump person yeah people were like you're a Trumpy (laughs) and I'm just like look at here I'm not a Trumpy I'm just trying to tell you what I believe is right. And it was more just the health thing. Yeah. I had really not, nothing to do with politics in my mind. Totally. It did. It yeah. did become very political. It did. And I, I and- noticed it like when, especially when COVID hit, I mean, it was like all bets are off. I mean, when I would express anything on the lemon platform, it was like, world war three would like break out and it was just insane. A lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah. And it when it was, and I, I remember thinking at one point, like I haven't changed. I based my whole business on everything being non-toxic, organic, healthy. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I just like, I was not wearing a mask or whatever it was at the time. Right. And it was like all this crazy hate and it, it, it did become very much, you had to be one or the other and everything yeah. became political and it still is, but it shouldn't be. It's, that's exactly, well that's what happened to me I kind of started a new page because I, I just didn't want to be known as one-sided I wanted to go into a more philosophical feel for people to teach people how to think as opposed to telling them what to think mm-hmm. because I feel like people were really put off and they were already so highly fueled up by the news I don't watch tv so I have no idea what same people were really watching so I was just thinking I was being helpful yeah and then when I realized it got really political and I still wasn't being quiet but at the same time I was realizing this isn't helpful yeah but what could be helpful is asking questions and then sharing those questions and 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 maybe helping people open their minds a little bit and then it got into other stuff. I got into um, history and chronology. I started going to chronology conferences and I started learning a little bit more philosophically about uh, just just the world around us. Yeah. And I kind of um, just wanted to add that more to, to my Instagram. And I wanted to start fresh because I felt like if I went over here, the right people would follow me. 
It's so true. The yeah. people that are meant to follow me yeah. will find me. They will look everywhere to find me. And if they didn't, then I, it was no sweat off my back. Honestly, yeah. I really just, I didn't care. Well, but I will I say like, it's so refreshing to see someone like you that's just being authentic and having fun on Instagram where yeah. it's become such a business and some of these, oh. in, these influencers, it's like, oh, it's like another ad of like creamer for their coffee. And it's like, I know you're not drinking that, you know, it's like, why are you trying to sell me creamer or, yeah. you know, dupes on Amazon? It's like, no, I don't want to dupe on Amazon. That's like polyester and going to fall apart tomorrow. Like I just it's gotten so boring. So it's so nice to see someone like you. That's like, I'm done with this stuff. I do my own thing. And I don't really have an answer to what I'm doing. I don't really have like a full, if I were to give anyone advice on where they would want to go, it would just be just follow your curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. I literally just follow that. And does that make it where I probably have to collapse a part of me sometimes? Yeah. But does it mean it's not there and I can't revive it? You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I want to, I can. The Blissful Maven is still there. I still use that on occasion. I just don't make, there was a quote that was going around, but it's from that movie, Troy. It was like the gods, um, we take serious what the gods made for fun. Mm-hmm. And to me, that quote hits me every time because this is such a beautiful life. Yeah. You know, why are we not enjoying it more? Yeah. Why are we, yeah. Why are we sitting here and, and, and why are we info commercials, you know, on Instagram right now? It's like, (laughs) what happened to the beauty of what Instagram used to be, where it was really a place where all of us, it was the Renaissance time. Yeah. Where we all just threw our creative things and we all just kind of were seeing what's stuck. And, and then what happened was it turned into something when the, influ- and, and mind you, I never really wanted to be an influencer. There was a period of time where I was like, Ooh, that sounds like really fun because I love shopping and I like yeah. dress. I like doing, you know what I mean? I'm a girly girl. So, yeah. but then when I realized you were selling your soul pretty yeah. much, yeah, I was just like, I'm over that. Like, uh, right. I want to do different things. So stagnant. Well, I think also with photography, you probably catch a lot of people's attention immediately and especially back then Instagram was all photos so you were just like the cream of the crop for sure now it's all about like reels and videos and I can't even keep up I am not on TikTok but me neither I'm not on TikTok I I, everybody keeps trying to get me on there and the thing is is same I can't I can't do all that no I have four kids I got a little one he's not even three yet it's like who you know, I don't videos like I know like, me two hours. Real, I did it in two seconds because I don't plan them. I don't, I can't like, it's exhausting. I don't know. How I, do them do it. I, go. I, I mean, talk about I... a full-time job. That's a full-time I job. Know. <laughs> it is literally a full-time job. And I was just telling Ryan that because he was like, are you bash editing your content? And I'm like, I don't know how to do that because yeah. <sighs> true it's so complex now is... it's too much. Yeah. And true creativeness is not batched. Yeah. Okay. Well, it comes also why it's interesting following someone like you. You never know what you're going to post. It could be photography. It could be health. It could be you putting yeah. on makeup. Like you're, yep. just, I also could always tell that you're real because you would have like 
makeup, your hair done, a cute dress. And then the background would be like laundry all over your bed. <laughs> and I'm like, keep it real she did no. not pose this at all. Like this is just her life. And like, it's just so refreshing. Like I'm a clean freak. So if you ever see a photo and my house is clean, yeah. it's because I literally am a clean freak. I, I didn't yeah. like pose it for the cameras. Totally. But, yeah. But I mean, I admire that too, though, because <laughs> it's like in my <laughs> DNA. I don't know. I used to yeah. actually apologize for it. I used to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a clean freak or I have I probably slightly OCD. And now I'm like, no, I'm just a clean person. And the rest I of love that figure it out. Like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I just I'm, own I'm it now. Just... I'm like, why are we apologizing Never. for who we Don't are? Like, it's really yeah. it's, it's too much. Only we women do. do that, by the way. It's true. They're women constantly are saying sorry for their existence. Yeah. So, oh yeah, you know, sorry for the way I am. Sorry I'm so loud and bubbly. Sorry I'm quiet. Like, no, just be you. Like be you. Don't yeah. apologize. I'm a flaky person. I will literally yeah. just like how I made it on time somewhat here is fascinating to me. Yeah. But I know, like, you I, just I, have to own. Yeah, I I agree. I feel like we're going towards a place where people are craving that realness and hopefully it'll turn things around on social media and in business. So. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the health stuff a little bit. Cause I know you're yeah. so into it and you've done so yeah. much research. What are your, okay. First of all, obviously we know our food system is garbage. So first yeah. anyone out there that is trying to live life and deal with this horrible food system, what is your advice, your two cents? What, what do you do that like kind of keeps you healthy? That's a big question. What do I do to keep me healthy? Hmm. I'm an intuitive eater. So mm. I'm really, ever since I got sick, I started so explain writing. Explain that to the listeners in case they've never heard it. An intuitive eater? Yeah. So an intuitive eater is someone who listens to their body and what they need. The best way to start doing that is to have a health journal. Because we're not, we're in such a fast paced life. We don't take the time to slow down to listen to what our body needs. So having a journal and writing down things uh, when you feel them mm -hmm. and coming up with like a context for yourself. And this is what I suggest to people when they're trying to take full responsibility for their own health, because when you go to a doctor on a regular basis, they have little notes that they write down, they put in a file. I don't like having a doctor be responsible for that because they see me once a year. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know how often people go to the doctor because I don't ever go. But when I did go, it was. It really is I, like an annual checkup unless you're, you're like super sick and you need to go in. Yeah. I don't even, my kids haven't ever been to a doctor or my, my two oldest have because they were born in hospitals, but they, um, I don't do annual checkups. I do my own annual checkups. So every quarter around the full moon, I go through my kids' journals because each of my kids have their own journal. So like when they come to me and they're like, my tummy, I'll put a date down. Okay. This, oh, yeah. This way, if it's something consistent, I can go and look it up or address it. Um, so I would suggest everybody have a health journal because that's the first place to start becoming really fully aware of how your body feels. Yeah. So now like I'm so intuitive with my body that like it really annoys my husband. <laughs> No, it's so important, now, especially with women and their cycles. Like absolutely. I just learned this a couple years ago that you need more calories the week before your period. 
And how many women are like dieting or trying to be super clean or whatever. And it's like that week they're like struggling. It's like, why am I so hungry? It's like, you need more start eating. (laughs) Yeah. Women really just don't know their cycles. And that's something I didn't realize because I've always known my cycle. My mom from a very young age, she's always like, you will know when your period is coming because you need to know if, if it's on time, if it's not on time, you know that you have something going on in your reproductive system. Yeah. We're not supposed so to smart be, of her to teach you all that. So yeah. And you're not supposed to be wishy-washy. Yeah. So something's wrong. And there's, well, I also women. think a lot of women don't know their cycle because of birth control. So if you were on any sort of birth control, you're not ovulating, you don't have a real cycle. So then how are you supposed to know if you come off of it and your cycles all over the place, you don't, you've never even felt ovulation. So it's like, Yeah. It's definitely, so if you're coming off birth control, because I was on birth control for five years where I was married the first time. And um, when I got off of birth control, um, it was a roller coaster for me. Yeah. But but I stayed consistent. I, I, I had a health journal and I had one of those like little books at the time because now we have apps that do it. But like at the time we didn't have apps. Yeah. So I had a, yeah, I had a little it's book so that I would write down. And I was always pretty consistent already, but when I had like inflections or, you know, with, with my cycle, I would just be, I would, I would address them Yeah. and I would address them by things that I was eating and I would just cut out anything that was inflammatory for myself. Mm-hmm. And I grew up seeing a, uh, frequency doctor. So it's kind of like now it's, it's like biometrics. So if you which I, I do on the side, I read, I biohack on the side for people. So I read oh. what's going on in their body. I, mm-hmm. I scan them with a frequency machine and then I can pull up everything that's going on in your body. So what, what so, does it read? It reads everything down to your cholesterol. It tells oh. me whether you're low on your vitamins, your minerals. I can tell whether you've got cancer. I can tell if you've got, wow. I can tell anything. And Anything how did, oh, wow. Okay. And this is like something that just scans your body. Like, what is it? It actually scans your voice. It scans the inflections and the, uh, the, the, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, disruptions that are going on in your body based off your frequency. And then it'll boom, boom, boom. It'll give you like six different breakdowns of what your blood looks like, uh, your vitamins and your minerals, uh, how yeah. your reproductive is, is. It'll tell whether you're a girl or a boy. Yeah. I mean, everything. Wow. Every and you can do this like over the phone? Yep. Wow. All I have to do is send me in a voice analysis. What? And if you can do I've it never with even heard of this. I need to try this. Yeah. Now I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I'm doing it with my friend and her husband. That is so cool. Yeah. I love this kind of stuff. Love have it. you ever done, I'm sure you have, the like saliva hair test? Yeah. Where it, yeah. That's how it used to be done. It used to be done with hair and your saliva. So that's yeah. how I grew up with a doctor. He's the one that kind of trained me how to do all this. And then he trained me how to use the supplements based on what people are going through. It's kind of, at first I started doing it two years ago. Okay. And I ended up okay. stop, stopped it because I got scared because I saw too much stuff okay. <laughs> and I didn't know how to process. Like I saw something in my friend's chart. And I just kind of was like, I don't even, yeah. I'm not a doctor, so I don't really know how to like approach. So I just kind of, I like something working. scary, like came up. 
like cancer Just or something, something like yeah like something that's brewing mm. uh-huh and okay. so I by law I'm not allowed to say so what was happening was I was taking a lot of uh, taking on people's ailments wait why can't you can't tell her what you saw I can tell them there's something wrong but I'm not allowed because I can get sued by them or I can get sued by the state if you say what you saw yeah Wait, so what's the point of doing the scan then if I can't get the results? So you so so for me, like when I was growing up, I my uh he he's a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. A chiropractor. Okay. Okay. Which are amazing people. I think yeah. they, they're awesome. They they do way more than a normal doctor does, okay? Because they really go in and learn about health and all these different ways yeah. of healing. So I would rather go to a chiropractor and a holistic. I will say, make sure you get a good one. People do your research because I've had a bad one before. Oh, absolutely. And if anyone needs recommendations, I can write something down and and give you guys like a little list of people that I go to that I fully 100% support, even vitamins and stuff in companies because I'm really weird about all that stuff. But um, so like, for instance, I'll give you a for instance. For me, I had something going on in my breasts. Okay. My right or my left breast. And so I went to go see my, I don't do, I don't scan myself because that's scary for me. Okay. (laughs) You see so much stuff. Would you let someone else scan you? Yeah. So that's what I do. I have my guy that taught me everything. He scans me and I said, Hey, look at, I don't want to look at my own scan. I have something going on in my boob. I don't really know what it is, but it keeps coming back and it's causing me like irritation. So he scanned me and he said, yeah, you've got something going on. And he was just like, not a big deal uh, yet, but we're going to work through it. So he sent me um, a program, which is usually about a six-week program of supplements that I take for six weeks. And then I have a diet that I have to stick by that's pretty – I usually see him once every year. I'm pretty good at taking care of myself. Unless something is there that I can't. So anyways, he, uh, I went on this program and it went away. The whole thing went away. So I was totally Is it like a pain or like a lump? It's like a, you can still feel it a little bit sometimes. I I think I have fibrocystic breast tissue. Okay. Okay. That gets clogged and kind of like, like where I detox a lot. So if uh, my pathways aren't open, yeah, it gets stuck. Then I can't get it to push through. And if something yeah. sits too long, it can brew into something. Got it. So I didn't really uh, think about it until it started bothering me. So I asked him, and he's like, "Yeah, let's just work on this." So he sent me a whole thing of a program of supplements, and that's when I learned the most because I read all what's in supplements. And so then I go in my journal and I write down, what's he on a lot of sodium? Why does he want me on sodium? So then I ask why, what does sodium do for the body? Blah, blah, blah. I write it down, then I go research it. Okay. So then I'll look at all my pills. And then like, for instance, he gave me this one, which is Gastrex. I was having really bad issues with being bloating up in my upper GI. Okay. And um, there's a difference. There's lower bloating and higher bloating. If you have any higher bloating, it's usually due to your liver and gallbladder. Oh, interesting. So you've got issues going on there. Um, and I knew that it was probably my gallbladder because it runs my family. So mm. I just started reading all the labels. I started reading all the ingredients behind what he was giving me. And 
every time he scans me and he does gives me a program, I learn so much yeah. about myself and my needs, what the body needs. Because my body does change after I go on the program. And not only that, but he changes. So he finds all the frequent in the frequencies in your body that are inconsistent with your being. And then he changes the frequency. Okay. So say I had, so say for instance, I had cancer growing in my, my boob. He would take the frequency that cancer is and he would switch it and put right. the put the frequency back into my body. And he does this with hair analysis. So I love this kind of stuff. You sh- I think you should go back to school and become a doctor. You're like so yeah, good at this. I totally would have. I would if I I know have... it's a lot though. With kids, you're like, I don't have time for them. <laughs> I'll do my uh, own I, research. I, I, yeah. Well, I think about sometimes going and getting just my nutritional license just to have it. And then uh, in couple with everything I really do, yoga is something I'm into because I really found over the, the past 15 years of healing was uh, you can heal every ailment that you have physically, but if you don't take care of your fists or your emotional health, you're never going to heal. It's and so that's really stress. Stress is like the worst. And you really... You really can't combat stress with supplements. No, you can't. You've got to find. Isn't there like that stress hormone? Like everyone always thinks about our reproductive hormones, but then there's like the stress hormone that no one talks about. And that's what, if it's unbalanced, it ruins everything else. Oh my gosh. It, most of our immune system as women are in our reproductive system. It really is. Yeah. If your system's off, you're off. So I know one thing that I've been struggling with, I think a lot of people are struggling with is post COVID. If I I got COVID end of 2021, the one that everyone got the Omicron or whatever. And my immune system has been garbage since like a horrible. So like, I know. So it's like, do you have any tricks on like detoxes or anything we could do to like super boost our immune system, Uh especially now that it's cold and flu season? Absolutely. There are so many things you can do for your immune system. Um, because what happens with COVID is COVID is, strips you of all your vitamins and minerals because your body is trying to survive. Yeah. So in order for you to get to like a homeostasis, you have to put everything back in and you got to put things back in at a, a larger amount. So your body will just piss out what you don't need. So I don't, I don't tell people to like worry about like overdosing on vitamins or minerals. I mean, unless it's like iron, obviously like don't. Iron is the one and iodine. Oh, I didn't know iodine. Okay. Iodine is so important for thyroid function. If you don't have iodine, you cannot make T3. No, but you can, you you can't overdose on iodine. Can you? You can. can Oh, you can. Okay. (laughs) You'll lose all your hair. So don't do it. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. Let's not do that. Okay. But But other than iodine and iron, you're right. If you do too much. Yes. Those ones you want to keep, you know, I don't even, if you're going to take iron, you need to take a, uh, like a colon cleanse. Mm. So say you're, you're doing iron for a week to build up your iron. It backs you up, doesn't it? It does back you up. For me, it does. I have a slow digestive system. So for me, um, taking iron is like, Death. I'm yeah. gonna be bloated for it. Yeah, it's not good. So it and I will take a higher dose vitamin C when I take iron. Yeah. Because the vitamin C will fluctuate right now. Yeah. And those do you are ever important. listen to I'm sorry, I'm like jumping all over the place. No, did you, ever, um, did you ever listen to um what was her name? Dr. Susan Humphreys lectures. Oh, I know that her. is. Yeah. 
She's amazing. So she's the one that taught me about high levels of vitamin C and like the importance of it and how they were like beating cancer with vitamin C. And so I, yeah, so I literally, I I do a thousand milligrams of vitamin C every single day as a baseline. And then if I don't feel good, I'm like bumping it up. And I do feel like it keeps my digestive system normal. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I hope that it's helping my immune system, even though I feel like it's garbage right now. You just need all the other, it's like doing, it's like creating a puzzle. Okay. Yeah. You just need to have all your pieces and all your, like people don't even know what their minerals are. No, I don't. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. It's when you don't know you, what your minerals are or the vitamins that you need on a daily basis, then you don't know the gaps to fill. So yeah. like you need iodine, zinc, uh, manganese, magnesium, um, vitamin C is in there. I mean, that's not a mineral, but like all these things, I'll do like a little list for you so you can have them, but having your trace minerals, like taking a mm. little trace minerals. I remember in it, you told me about that recently and I bought it. It's, it's been don't like less than a month. It. So I don't know, but yeah. yeah it takes time. Yeah. Because you're so low. Do. I hope people hear that because people will like try something and be like, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> like, it's the instant gratification and it's also mindset. Yeah. I have to do like a B complex because yeah. I don't like a important. lot of red meat and yeah. it's not like a B6 okay. or something. Um, but yes. it gives me energy because I don't, I don't drink coffee. So I don't it's, yeah. I feel it. And I know people that will try it and they're like, this isn't working. And I'm like, well, you have to Those give it some people time. I have a hard time working with. I have a hard time. And that's why I kind of stopped doing it was because I was working with people and they didn't want to do the work. The problem yes. is, is the magic is in the work. It know? really is and, frustrating. Uh, I was, I started business coaching a few years ago because people kept asking me for advice. And so I was like, okay, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to dedicate, you know, my time and my energy and my knowledge. Like I'm going to do it right. And it made me, I got so frustrated when people would take all this knowledge I would give them yeah, and then they would do nothing with it. It'd be like years and they still haven't started their business. And I'm like, I could tell you everything, but if you're not actually going to like put the wheels in motion or listen to what I'm saying, it's pointless. Well, because you automatically know the benefits and you know what it can do for you long-term, but the problem is, is everybody wants instant gratification. I know. And that's not like people want their hair to grow like that. Totally. I want, I want collagen skin back. People want your abs tomorrow. I and I'm just like, look. Which, I, by the way, guys, she's sitting there in the cutest white crop top. Like, those movie. are the abs she has, just really? so you know. <laughs> you know, I just. I want to be I, the I, most I, looked up guest I've ever had after everything I've said. They're like, who is this woman? <laughs> I'm just an ordinary no, girl. No, but it's true. The instant gratification is true. I actually interviewed. Um, Gunnar Peterson, which is the personal oh, trainer yeah. that worked with like the Kardashians and everything. Yes, I remember. He said the main thing that he wants people to understand is that you cannot reverse two years of garbage in no. two weeks. It's just not no. going to happen. You and have to give the same time. Or with health, your vitamins, your drinking water, like everything. It's like you need to give your body time to reverse all the harm you've done. And it water. It is yeah, and water is a another good topic to talk about because water is very you you need to find a good watering filtering system. We have a yeah. lot of crap in our water. So true. By the way, we have a full house filtration system and it was the best thing I've Us done too. for our new house. 
Best Me thing. too. I was like, I don't even care if I don't, I can't buy a piece of clothing for two years straight. I want a full system yeah, in my house. Same. Well, I also, I yeah. like drinking water from any faucet first and foremost. Um, but then talking about hair, like in the shower, having that filtered water game changer. Oh my God. So important. So important because our water doesn't have any minerals in it anymore. Like I have, we, I have the guy that does our house. He puts minerals inside our water and stuff. So it's actually like helping because we, we set our, our skin is our largest organ. So we absorb a lot. That's why it's really important what you put on your skin um, like yep. lotion wise. Yeah. And you can tell you're dehydrated if your skin is really, really dry. People think that it's the weather. The, the thing is, is if you're a hydrated person, the weather isn't going to affect your skin. That's you so have dry heels. Yeah. If you have I dry feel like heels, we just drink less water when it gets cold where when it's yeah. hot, we're like chugging it. So that is yeah. probably so true. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you can tell when your body isn't in alignment, like you'll get dry, um, skin on your heels automatically, you know, you have a liver issue. So you need to do like liver flush, liver cleanse. Oh gosh, I get dry skin on my heels year round. Yeah, me I too. I thought it was just genetic. I mean, could it be genetic exactly. also? Well, here's like, the thing. No. Is genetics, genetics are a funny thing because we aren't built that way, but we do pass on toxins from ourselves and our children are made from ourselves. So we do carry on toxic traits, but it's not genetically, like we're perfectly made. It's our atmosphere. It's the terrain that's outside of us that affects our, how our body functions. So any kind of dryness means your liver is like kind of pickled over time. Yeah. And it just means it, it just means it's a little heavy. It just, it needs to. High vitamin C is extremely good for your liver. Um, celery juice is really good for your liver. And look, you can do celery juice by the book, which is in the morning on an empty stomach, or you can just get it in. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just got me in. going on the celery juice years ago and I totally stopped doing it, but I don't yeah. I like drinking it. I hate juicing it. Like, yeah, I know. I go to the, I just go to the local place over here and get yeah. it right when I can, because I mean, four kids and like, I try to be really good and set it up, like wash it at night, set it up. And then I juice a few times a day usually. So I don't wash it right after each juice. Yeah. I just do it. Like, what are you wash juicing multiple times a day? Like just fresh yeah. juice? Uh, well, I told you about the boob thing. So. Okay. Yeah. So um, you're doing I juice, sort of program right now. Okay. Yeah. I was doing uh, straight celery or um, cilantro and parsley shots alternate, like alternating because they're wow. very high in anti-cancer properties. Um, and they also are the best at carrying out toxins. So if so you why not just like, eat it? Does something different to the bloodstream. Oh, okay. So when you take something, what happens is when you juice something, you're juicing out all the medicinal properties and you're putting it in a small amount and it gets into your bloodstream quicker than when you eat it because your body has to break it down. And say, for instance, you have low hydrochloric acid, which most people do. They get bloating issues in the tummy. If you have low hydrochloric acid, it's not going to break down the cilantro and the parsley properly. Mm. It won't get to your system. So you can eat it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's beneficial as well. But I don't love cilantro. Okay, yeah. So you're like, let me just take a shot. <laughs> yeah. Juice I don't love parsley either. Yeah. So I kind of just want to get it out. But um, that makes also, sense. I'm looking for the fastest way to simulate to my body. Yeah. That makes so much yeah. sense. What? Okay. Yeah. So 
Is there like a generic detox you recommend for people to do if they're just like, I need a reset. I've been eating a bunch of crap during the holidays or is it just like eat clean? Uh, no, I detox all the time. I usually detox probably every six weeks. Uh, now mind you, I'm, I'm used to this, so I can do it every six weeks. But if you're a person that eats like shit all the time, man, do it quarterly. And what I would do is I would couple a, a, a parasite cleanse mm. first. And then I would do a toxicity cleanse. Is it complex or can you explain it to us? So uh, a parasite cleanse, we all carry parasites. Mm-hmm. We're the only country in the world that doesn't put people on program to deworm them. Every oh, I didn't know that. World, okay. Every country in the world has a schedule for children and for adults. So when you go to a doctor, say in Australia, you're automatically put on a, a pill to cleanse you from parasites. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is if you have signs of parasites. But here's the thing. You, oh, everybody has parasites. You got dogs? Do you play yeah. in the dirt? Like, you know what I mean? Do you have kids that are playing yeah. in the dirt? No matter what, we our animals carry them. We got to deworm them, what, every six months? Yeah. It's kind of... So from experience, from the first time I decided to do a parasite cleanse, which I did an all-natural parasite cleanse first, mm-hmm. just because it's a little bit easier on the system. Um, and then after about six weeks after doing like a parasite, I use grandma's herbs, which is awesome if you haven't heard of them before. Okay. Um, and then I will take six weeks of fenbendazole and six weeks of ivermectin. ivermectin. Okay. And I will do that for about six weeks on and then six weeks off. And this and is just for probably, the parasites. This is just for the parasites. Those things want to stay in your body. They do not want to come out. But from experience. Oh, gross. How can we know if we have one? Oh, you'll see said Basically everyone has them, but. You'll see them. You'll see the freaking No parasite. way. Oh. Yeah. Like. Okay. So for instance, like you'll see some and you'll be like, wait a minute, what, what some people in there is getting gross, but if you look in your poop, which is really crazy, but if you're really into health, the way you go to the bathroom is so important to know. Yeah. <laughs> so and, write, and no one talks about it. Yeah. No, I write that stuff down too. So I, I, I put down poop of the day totally weird but I write it down and I explain exactly what it looks like just so I kind of know where my system's at because if, if you're if you're getting let's like explosive and stuff then you know you've got something going on in your system that's not allowing your 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 digestive system to, to, to bind all that stuff mm. so then you have you know you have an issue um you can tell because have you ever had something in your in your poop where it looked like tomatoes like you had tomatoes but you're like I didn't even have tomatoes the past couple days like what's up with that have you ever had that no I don't know why I also don't analyze it like you said like now I need a diary geez okay diary. So what does that mean best. so when people first start uh cleansing from parasites the first thing you'll see is liver flukes okay and liver flukes are flat they look like the skin of a tomato, but they wow. roll up and wow. they roll in. It looks like a little cigar. 
It's weird. It's, but okay. um, it looks like tomato. It, and you'll be like, what? I didn't have any tomato in my, and, and, and if you're digesting properly, like you're, you're not MTHR deficient, then you should be digesting that kind of stuff. Mm. But if you're not digesting it, then they'll, you know, they'll come up with these like little liver flukes and you'll see them. And then you'll see, you'll see a lot of stuff. It's gross. Wow. You get used to it okay. Time, and like, Whoa, look at that. I feel like we could do a whole episode on parasites. Okay. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so wild. But yeah, so, you okay. Can't really so let's detox. say we deal with that. And then what is like a good baseline detox? A good baseline detox, it would just depend what you're detoxing. Are you detoxing heavy metals? Are you detoxing the parasites? Are you detoxing like your lymphatic system? There's. I know it's like, we don't even know where to start. I do learn how to do the lymphatic system because I feel like I don't know how to do that. And sometimes I feel like that's an issue. What? Do you sweat? I'm not a big sweater. Okay. So that means you're closed. So your pathways are pretty much closed. Okay. And I've never been a big sweater. Like I ran like a half marathon and I was like barely sweaty. Most people don't, but that's where you hold all your weight too. If you don't have your pathways open, you can't ever lose weight. So how do I open them? We need to open them. So like, here's a good one, for instance. Because your pathways start here all the way down. So you need Uh to drain them. So you'll grab your sides here and you'll just massage them all the way down. So she's grabbing the side of her neck, guys. Yeah. And you just take this right here. down. And you just squeeze all the way down. Interesting. And then you take here and you turn your neck this way. This right here. You push it. You push it open. And okay, you it hurts. It. Is it supposed to hurt? That means you're really clogged. Oh my yeah. gosh. Stop yeah. it. Yes. And right here, you just turn your neck this way and then you push it all out. So this is and like the bottom of your neck, guys, by your collarbone. It's a great way to do, um, if you are like me, I have a really strict uh, face regimen in the evening time. It's just kind of my peace time. I don't let my kids come in my room. But I give myself like a, a massage through my job. Yeah, and you see people do this. I just feel like none of us know what to do. You Can you make a video and save yeah. it on Instagram for us, please? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and then I'm just going to follow it every about night. It because your lymphatic system comes all the way down here and then goes through your breast. Like that's, I had, I had a clogged lymphatic system right here. So if you want, if you have any issues with your boob, you want to squeeze this area. You want to like rub yeah. it really good. And if you're sweating a lot, which I sweat all the time, which is a huge annoyance for me, but I'm still on the search for a good deodorant, but like, if I'm being completely honest, you want your pathways open. You don't want to block them. Right. So and the I'm, natural I'm like, deodorants just don't work like they not ones yeah the one thing that i found that works the best right now is papaya oil interesting okay the problem is if you put that on your armpits and you wear like a white shirt yeah you're screwed you're screwed but you'll know when your pathways are open because you'll be sweating a lot you'll sweat here you'll sweat under your boobs okay but i don't want to sweat either (laughs) could we be be clear and not sweat well you'll only sweat uh when you're detoxing Oh, okay. Okay, so eventually you'll level out. Got it. Okay. And then you'll also know if you're sweating and you stink. That's that's like heavy metals. That's mm. the, if you sweat and you don't stink, that's awesome because that means your pathways are open. But there's not too much gunk. Mm-hmm. So you oh, want to just let yourself so stink for a couple weeks. 
Okay, so you're going to make this. I, I, keep a little, I keep a little rag and I just go and wash my armpits and little soap or good stuff, you know, and I just kind of wipe them and stuff. If I'm home, like if I'm going out, then I'll just try like a native or something, just put it on for a couple hours. But then I come home and I wash my armpits. Yeah. I know yeah. I'm big at like showering at night. And part of it is because I just <laughs> don't want stuff on my body, like deodorant, makeup, anything. Yeah, me too. I'm like that. And you'll know too when your pathways are open, when your groin sweats. Oh my gosh. So weird. It is really weird. But if. And that's just should- during the detox. That's just during the detox. You'll naturally go through fluctuations of sweating. Say for a week you're not, and then you all of a sudden you're about to get your period, but you're you're sweating like crazy. That's because your body feels like you need to kind of disperse stuff. Interesting. And you can force it too by How going into like, like detox for. It's really just up to your own body. Yeah, Your body will tell you how long you need to detox for. It, and it also depends on how much you hinder it. Right. And then, you know, like, I know people don't want to hear this, but having armpit hair a little bit is really good. Like, not shading as often. Why Why? Using, why is that good? Um, having hair there ha- keeps the oils there and traps stuff that you need to, like, what happens is it seeps back into your armpit when you don't have any hair. Mm. So the toxins can get back into the skin. That's why it's important when you, you're sweating to keep wiping your armpits or wiping your and not hair. let it soak back into your skin. That's so interesting. Okay. And then the hair on your armpits allows it to trap. Right. Things. So like maybe when you are going through your deep, well, here's also another thing. The razors we use have a bad soap on them. I know that like slippery. So you get ones that don't have Yeah. It. You don't have it, but um, I'll send you a link to to good razors to use because it really, it, it does matter. So if you do decide you want to do that. And then mm. choosing not to use soap while you shave. I know people okay. love the soap because you the soap. Do it with water? Uh, just do it with water. Okay. Yeah, you don't need to. Uh, if you have a healthy liver, mm-hmm. you don't dry up your skin. You know, and then try and shower with cold water because cold water um, allows the body to quickly detox as opposed to hot. Oh, okay, you've lost me now because I love my hot, hot showers. I love a hot shower. You don't have to do a, <laughs> you can do a hot, hot shower and just do a cold wash. And? At the end. Yeah. So you and don't that, need And that helps it. you detox the cold. Yes. And it will also it. help like close the follicles that. Mm. You know, so you don't have to like detox all throughout the day. But if you keep a hot shower, then everything is open. And then you continue to sweat and sweat and sweat. Mm. So there's a lot of variables to healing. And uh, I tell people like, take one day at a time. Just follow your curiosity. I only follow my curiosity when it comes to healing. And it just leads you to every door there is. Yeah. You'll never, by going through one door, you'll never not go through the rest. You'll always it's go so true. Yeah. yeah. It is so okay. overwhelming when you think of all the things at once. But like so, you said, if you can just take little bite size, like, okay, step one, I'm going to filter our water. And then, yeah. If you have a health journal, say for instance, like for me, when I have my health journal and I'm like, um, I'm retaining water. Mm-hmm. I'll write that down that day. So if I'm curious about why I'm retaining water, 
I'll go in and do my research. And then and that's just how I come up with another understanding of how the body works. So over yeah. time, you get a really strong context. How everybody is a pattern. Yeah. There's no, nobody's going through something that no one hasn't been through. Mm-hmm. We are all going through the same things. So you start seeing like this crazy pattern. Like I see a great crazy pattern with women all the time. We're all going through the same thing. Yeah. It's just we all have a different amount of heavy metals or parasites in our body. And it it, it makes it sound like it's different. It's right. not. Okay. So I'm going to start a journal. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. A journal is like literally the best advice I can give anybody. Like you can just do a journal and and, and like for me, I I go through uh, just different bouts. Like some things bother me and then I'm good for a few months and I don't have to ever worry about my health and I don't have to write anything down. Yeah. But if you start becoming like, if you want to become aware of your system, then it's important to do it every day and be mindful of it every day. Like it's annoying at first because you feel like you're nitpicking yourself, but it's important because that's how you listen to your intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Taking your health into your own hands is so important. Yeah. And that's how intuitive eating. And then when you're an intuitive eater, like for me, for instance, uh, yesterday I needed meat. I don't really eat that much meat. I take a lot of B vitamins, so I don't really eat a lot of meat, but my body was like, I'm just after my ovulation, like Mm -hmm. three days out. Um, So I know I'm kind of, I'm on a 26 day cycle. Boom, 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 boom. I've never been off ever since I stopped breastfeeding. So I know that like, this is the week now where my body's like, Hey, you need a little bit more iron. You can, I can get through my supplements if I want, or I can just get it through a little bit of red meat. Yeah. But like I said, I kind of have a slow digestive system. So if I do, it's very small, but if I need more water and I, there's another myth with water because people think we need to drink gallons and gallons and gallons of water. The truth is, is your body knows how much water you need. You need to listen to it. Yeah. It's so Everybody's true. like, okay. Some days I drink one of these. Some days I drink three. Yeah. I think but- also it's easy for you and me because we're pretty clean but the people that are like pounding soda and coffee and alcohol, then that's where they're probably, they're just not drinking enough water because they're drinking other things. And yeah. I think people need to sit and reevaluate what they really want in their life. Yeah. For me, the utmost utmost thing that I could want for myself, like the highest thing I could ever want is to live a life without worrying being sick. Yeah. That I could live my fullest health potential as a so human true. being, because then in the end, people are going to sit there and go, she lived it. She looked like she lived it. Yeah. You know, you see people and you're like giving advice and they're like 600 pounds and, and yeah. you're like, wait, what? And a dog, I, know, a I dog- think that's part of the reason why I was, like I said at the beginning, I was so drawn to you because I was like, well, that's mm-hmm. the body I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's really I- hard. It's like going to workout class and the, the instructor's out of shape and you're like, yeah. why am I taking advice from you? You know, yeah, it's exactly. like going to a doctor that doesn't look healthy. You're like, why am I listening to you for my health? Like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. so with you on that. And yeah, you follow people who are already doing the work. And when people yeah. are doing the work, it inspires you to want to do the work too. Do the work and you can see the results and feel the results. And yeah, women don't have to age aura. like they do. I know. And women don't have to age like they do. No. I'll be 40 in June. 
Oh, I know. We won't even talk about menopause because I feel like that's <laughs> like, such a scam in and of itself. Oh, I we honestly, I Candace, we could talk forever. We I think we I need know. to come back for like a part two Let's and a part three because I'm taking up yeah. so much of your time. Don't <laughs> really quick, I want to do a quick rapid fire and then we're yep. gonna end. So okay. I'm gonna ask you what's your favorite of something and you're gonna answer. Okay, what's my favorite? Okay. Okay. So okay. what's your favorite tea? I know you drink a lot of tea. Ooh, my favorite tea is probably right now. My favorite blend is a raspberry leaf with lemon balm and nettle because they all hit every aspect of your emotional, physical, and mental health. Ooh, okay. It's a a triad, you know, if you're religious, then it's kind of like hits those like Trinity kind of a feel. But if you're a spiritualist, it's, it's extremely important to have all functions of your your body in alignment with itself. And that means mentally, physically, and emotionally. So all three of those hit me in those spots. They're all just that triad. And then I throw in a little vitamin C, a little MSM for like skin. Um, That's my favorite tea right now. I drink that like three times a day. Oh, okay. Love it. Favorite food currently. Ooh, um, right now I eat Ezekiel toast. Uh-huh avocado and then I will put a egg on top that is like my jam right now and I used to not be an egg person I know I went off for a while on eggs but uh you know I changed my mindset on that stuff you know so you buy local or do you have chickens so we we buy from a local lady around the corner everybody has a garden here or has chickens here yeah so it makes me feel really good to eat eggs here like I don't feel it's so fresh yeah, we yeah. we used to have chickens in California, so we we started having fresh eggs for years. Big yeah. difference. And then now we just go to the farm next door. But yeah, yeah. It's, I when I get the grocery stuff store stuff, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to eat this. Yeah, it's That's so different. It's taken me it's taken me a really long time for my for me to train my husband because he does a lot of the grocery shopping. I do more of like the boutique shopping, so I get the like butter because I get the Amish butter. We have Amish people here, so uh-huh. I get care. And then, like, we have a co-op here where everybody brings their stuff locally to a store. That's so cool. So, yeah, so I go there and get, like, that kind of stuff for the family. But teaching my husband how to make sure he gets the right eggs and stuff, that has been another journey in itself that we'll talk about. I'm shocked that you let him grocery shop, girl, with all your knowledge. I'd be like, I'm doing it. (laughs) I know. Well, I give him a list, and he's, he's, he's learning. Well, see, here's the thing. I don't impose my lifestyle on my husband and my kids. Um. You know, I let them be kids, but I also make sure that my kids' supplementation is on for me. So when they That's do yeah. eat certain like cupcakes and stuff like that, yeah, you know, so they can live. Yeah, I, you can't be so strict with the kids for sure. No, I've heard of so many stories where kids backfire. Yeah, then they, they start binging. Off. Yeah. Okay, what's your favorite current workout? Which I think you probably already answered. Yes, yoga is my daily. I do that every day, and I do Pilates too. Which by the way, when I first started following you, I remember I was like, Hey, what's your workout? Like, how do you get your abs? And you were like, I don't work out. And I was like, (laughs) but I love that now you're like, you're doing, yeah, I had a really hard time, uh, which is a part of my healing, honestly, was learning to love. Uh, I don't necessarily love the work that you have Mm -hmm. to put into working out. But what yoga did for me when I lost the baby was uh, it healed my emotional side and yeah. it still does. So for me, it's just a bonus that it, 
that it keeps me healthy in my movement because I, I yeah. if I anything that I struggle with that I didn't really understand was the, the mind body connection, but that's something I really dived into the past few years. So before when we talked about that, I didn't have any, I just, I, I didn't see the value in it then, but yeah. now I do. And I've changed a lot. Like my body to me now is better for kids later than it was going through before and going through being a mom, you know? So yeah, I think that that, that, that piece that I get, cause I'm really connected when I'm doing Pilates or when I'm doing yoga, like I used to do a lot uh, of weight training and before I did that and I hated it. Yeah. I, did not, I didn't like the way it made me feel. I felt like this was a very masculine thing and I'm a very feminine woman and I like to yeah. be in my feminine space. So when I started doing yoga and it, it accentuated my lines and my body mm-hmm. and, and it helped my lymphatic system. Yeah, for sure. Well, the stretching now, is huge because there's definitely workouts out there that don't do any stretching. And I'm big on that too. Yeah. So important. To, especially if you want, if you're, if you do lift weights, you should do some type of restorative yoga or something. Yeah. You got to stretch those muscles. Yeah. Make them long, lean. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What is your favorite makeup? I know you're super into like cute makeup. Uh, my favorite makeup right now. I, I've been using bare minerals since I was 17. Okay. That's like your go-to. And that's you do, like, the prettiest, like, cat eye, like, all the time. Like, your eyeliner. I've been doing that since I was yeah. 17. So I try to teach <laughs> people to do it, but I don't – I pick it up a lot, too. So I, if I were to give anybody advice about that, just, like, play with it. Yeah, just have fun with your makeup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What fun. is your, like, current favorite podcast? Are you a podcast person? Do you like podcasts? I do. Okay. I listen to podcasts all day. And I'm on YouTube probably more than I'm on Instagram because I, I, I love history. So I listen to a lot yeah. of chronology. There is a, uh, a pod. Well, it's not a podcast. He's a, a YouTuber, but he mm-hmm. is our, it's archaics. Okay. And, uh, it's a chronology. So it's like a, uh, from it, this man was in prison. Oh, sounds so crazy. Okay. He, was, he was in prison and, uh, he was wrongfully accused of something. And he was there for 30 years. And while he was in prison, he was in solitary because he was, you know, when you go in prison and you have to fight for your survival, you get in these situations. But while he was there, he got his hands on old books that were in the libraries that are not available to us here. So he ended up doing this like really crazy consensus of a chronological history of humanity. And Mm. it's, it's fascinating to me. So I listened to him a lot. And, uh, I'm trying to think who else I listen to on a regular basis. He's pretty much all I'm listening to right now. Yeah. I know, oh, you, I, like super, I know you were big on like reading a lot of books back then because you would a recommend lot. a lot of those health books. What was that? Medical medium books. Medical and... medium books are really great if you're trying to understand health in general. Yeah. Like, I will say things. they're very technical. Very, very technical. It's not a light read. Let's put it that way. No, it's not. Honestly, if you just get it for reference for a while, and then when you feel like you want to kind of learn more, that you can dive into it. But just having it as a reference book mm-hmm. is really. Yeah, he's interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. and then last one. What's your favorite like Instagram account that you follow? Her name is Nicole Ritter. Um, she's a yoga artist. She is super inspiring to me. Um, she reminds me of the girl that started or that was a photographer that I asked for advice 
all those years ago. So sometimes when I look at her, I watch her stuff and it makes me get excited because I remember when I first started photography, I was so fresh and I loved it so much. That's how I feel with yoga right now. So she kind of gives me that feeling of like, okay, I can do this. I can be whoever I say I want to be. If I want to be a yoga teacher, I'm going to be a freaking yoga teacher. I'm going to be everything. If I want to be it, I'm going to be it. I'm going to learn it and I'm going to do it well because that's just my personality. But her her page is beautiful. She's a, she's a, a beautiful German girl who lives in, I think she lives in Barcelona, but her page is beautiful. I watched her grow. And, uh, there's another girl, her name's Sheena, Sheena's kitchen. Mm-hmm. She's awesome too. She's a young girl that moved to the Italian countryside, Ooh. started her own matcha brand. Now my dude, these girls have no kids. So I just, <laughs> so we're just I living through them. Okay, got it. Yeah, I take it with a grain of salt. Like I have four kids, but what I love about these women is it reminds me of that feeling of when I was a young girl and I felt like the possibilities were endless and like because so much not- free time. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever and watch those like Instagrams or whatever where it's like my morning routine and it's like these young girls and they have like all this free time yeah, in the morning awesome. to like journal and do like a face mask <laughs> and you're like. Okay, I don't have time for that, but I love watching your <laughs> Yeah. I honestly don't like I, I love there is another page that I love. It's called You Are Another Me. And it's really more spiritually based, but I've learned so much from that page to learn a different like perspective on the world and to not really be offended by other people's perspectives. Yeah. You know, so that, that is another page. Um but yeah, those, those okay. We'll have to check those out. But my one of my favorite pages is your page. So oh. we tell everyone where can yes. they find you? Where can they follow you? I don't know if you have a website. Tell us all the places. So I do have a website. It's the blissfulmaven.love. Um, you can go there if you want to kind of check out my work or if you want to book a session with me. Um, I have a stand store. You can find some of my books there, my presets for photography. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the blissful maven and the light gypsy on, uh, Instagram as well, but that's pretty much the only place you can find me. Cause I'm not on Facebook. Yeah. I don't, I, mean, I think most of me. us are not on there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just and we know you're not on TikTok, so we got it. It's uh, on Instagram or your website. Instagram. Yeah. Just the grammar, the website. Where was I the other day that I've been spending a lot of time. I've been on Canva a lot because I just I'm trying to learn the site so I can just be better, be more creative and stuff. Yeah, I don't necessarily care about the marketing world. I but I do love an aesthetic. Yeah, makes sense. So if I'm going to, I still go on Pinterest just for the aesthetics of it. It makes me so happy. Yeah, find me on there too. I'm on there, but I really love. I actually go on Pinterest for health stuff more than I go on the internet. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I do that sometimes too. I do that for recipes. Yeah. And if you were looking like, for instance, if you wanted to learn more about high dose vitamin C, go on Pinterest. Don't go on the web. Yeah. Because it pulls up all the articles and blogs and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And because last year they scrubbed a lot of natural stuff. Of course. Yes. So you can't find any of that. You have to go like on TikTok or TikTok, Instagram, or Pinterest to find remedies and stuff. YouTube. I love it. Okay, yeah, good. Well, we need to definitely have you back some, at some point next yeah. year after oh, the yeah. holidays. This was so much fun. Thank so you for fun. coming on. No, no, thank you for having me. It's been a okay. while.
Yeah, it was so <laughs> fun. Okay, bye.